It's time now for the opening, the final opening of a week which has been characterised by extraordinary volatility. On the telephone now from the palatial offices of Kratos Capital in Johannesburg is Greg Davies, chief trader at Kratos Capital. Greg, I sense that there's a sort of a different atmosphere in the background there. You're not at your desk. You're probably sitting having a, a macchiato decaffeinated or something. Yeah, it's a bit more laid back here at Kratos on a Friday, a casual day, and it's mostly... Uh, you know, big lunches and so on. But it's been a, a difficult year. So keeping a close eye on the markets, up 1% on the all share, 51,289. Um, some nice recoveries in, in the banks and in the industrials. Yes, indeed. What happened to me last night, Greg, was very interesting because I was watching with a good deal of fascination the Dow Jones at one stage close to 800 points weaker. I think at one stage it was 785 points down. This was around about 7 o'clock um, probably eight o'clock South African time. And then I got a message from a well-known analyst that I speak to quite regularly on Strictly Business. And he sent me a, a very simple text message. He said, the bottom is in. And then I went back to him and I said, but goodness me, I'm having so much fun here. Don't tell me that the bear market is over. He just said, no, no, the short-term bottom is in and also the top is in. We're not going to see the top again. We're not going to see that 2,800 plus on the S&P. And I asked him for reasons, but for other reasons, he couldn't do that. But he picked it and it bounced back quite aggressively. And therefore, we are up uh, one stage on the all-share futures around about 2%. The volatility is the thing that really strikes me this week, Greg. Very much so. I mean, I think that analysis is, is very good. Dow down massively, rallies to, uh, to only 79 points down, but plenty of uh, old and wise market pundits will tell you that that is, that is a sign of a bottoming. The, the selling has been done. There was no more selling available, and the, and the market ran high. And you know, people have got a fear of missing out. Perhaps the bottom has been put in on, on the Dow. Still a very difficult environment with the politics between China and, and the U.S., but it's starting to feel like we, we've done a lot of work on the downside. You know, we've been talking about Christmas rally, but perhaps in the new year. Yeah, indeed. You've, um, your signal is going back and forth, Greg, but I'll persist with you being on the, on the couch and having your coffee. Um, Greg, is there anything this morning that we should be looking at? Because it seems to me that uh, after the volatility that I've just described, what we've just described, means that people are a little bit fed up with this week and probably looking forward to next Friday, which for many people in the financial services industry means the end of their 2018. Yes, it has got a sort of close to the school break kind of feel to it, the market. I'm just looking through a list of the of the winners. You've got um, Combine all up 4.8%. Pepcor, that's the old sign of Africa. That one up 4.3%. Massmart up 3%. Then Telcom, that's an interesting one. Noises made around Telcom getting involved with Cell C yesterday, and that's pushed the share price up 3%. 61 rand 30. Still a long way to go on that story. Then I see Fushini up up. up up four and forty, up two and a half percent. Perhaps market thinking is big drop in the petrol price we're going to have this month. People will take that money and, and, and go shopping. Yeah, I saw a tweet saying, "Don't get too excited about the petrol price because there's devil in the detail." But I didn't read it because it didn't interest me. On the downside, we've got something called Vivo and Montauk down over ten percent, both of those. And I don't know anything about either of those companies. I'm afraid I'm with you on that, Kim. I think that Montauk was unbundled out of HCI, and HCI just forever unbundling bits and pieces. Yeah. At Vivo Energy, I have no clue. I see it's down 10.8%. The others on the down list, Anglo-American Platinum, that's odd. Uh, that's down 2%. British-American Tobacco is one of our favorites. 
Up down 1.4 and, and BHP Billiton down 1.2. 1.1 and Mondi PLC is one and a third percent weaker as well. Greg, uh, you're going to go to your traditional lunch where you sit down with the young traders and counsel them. So we may speak at five o'clock, but uh, looking towards next week, is there anything on the horizon? It's a, a week that is characterized probably by people having one eye on the holiday home in Plettenberg Bay or Mauritius and the other one on a market that is very volatile. Is there anything we should be looking forward to, either with enthusiasm or trepidation? Yeah, it's been a slowdown in terms of, of results because the time of year is quite quiet. I've, I've had many a December where I've, I've, I've worked through through the December and um, sometimes some, some very interesting trades take place. You know, people... They think, well, no one's watching. We'll, we'll sneak this through. So, so time to to be vigilant. For me, the most interesting move of the, of the week has been the the gold price back at twelve forty, trying to break towards twelve forty one. You've got a rand at fourteen oh four. We did speak yesterday about the gold shares, but it's starting to look like people are, are coming around to this view that. Gold is, is definitely a safe haven. I've spoken to two very prominent fund managers, South African-based, and with hundreds of billions of rands under their belt. And they have put forward gold as a part of their portfolio, not only as a physical via an ETF, but also via gold shares. And that has suddenly come from nowhere. I mean, they've never mentioned it to me before. So maybe there is some movement behind this. Yes, it's interesting. As you say, gold almost almost laughed at um, you know, the last few years with it underperforming and there's been you know opportunities and fangs and all of those and so people had overlooked that but that's very often what, what creates op- opportunities greg i was reading a book about steinhoff the other day i mean it was a friend of mine left it lying around and i was thumbing through it and uh, you have about a page and a half in that book which i was quite startled about and i'd like to think that your media presence has something to do with me no definitely i'm sure that's uh, 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 mr rob rose who wrote the book got, got hold of me uh, some time and then I, you know I didn't really realize he, he just asked me what it was like the first day that, that Steinhoff news broke when Mr. Yester stepped down and how the share reacted and what it was like to be a broker uh, in front of the screens with orders to sell at any price and uh, and, the, and the pressure that it does bring because I was saying to Rob the share looked at one point like it was going to open at 10 cents and if uh, your client's giving you instructions to sell X, X money 100,000 at whatever price you can get the 10 cent was just too much for, for me. Unfortunately, it, it opened it around, around about 20 rand. And uh, we, were, we made a relatively lucky escape with the share price down here at 160 at the moment. Yes, indeed. I mean, it was an extraordinary day one year and one day ago that that occurred. So if someone says, just get me out, and the best bid is 10 cents, what do you do? Because you obviously have to massage the situation. You have to use your 25 years of instincts in order to uh, fulfill an order like that. But uh, what if you get it wrong? What if the best bid is 5 cents two hours later? I mean, how do you justify that? It must be very difficult for you. Well, that's as the saying goes. That's why they pay me the big bucks. But as you say, it's, it's years of experience, and uh, you know, one or two people that you can put a call through to who've been through these type of things, and they just it's, they just steady steady the nerves. Let's see, let's see where it opens, and, and we'll we'll trade from there. So, a hairy moment which which I'll never forget. Greg, just quickly recap what the mid morning JSC prices look like, please. Start with the all share and move on to rand, etc. Yes, the all share index up just under 1%, up 454 points, 51,260. Banks up 1%, financials up 1%. Uh, the gold's a little bit low, down down 0.2 of a percent. Platinum's down 1%. 
The Rand at the moment, 1405. It is interesting that it's retreated from those great levels when the GDP number came out. Um, gold trading, as we spoke earlier, now, now 1241 um, against the British pound. It's something we must keep an eye on for this week. 1793. Uh, Brent crude trading at 5991. Greg Davies will speak to you hopefully at five o'clock for the five o'clock shadow. Greg Davies is the chief trader at Kratos Capital in Johannesburg.